0: You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now
1: at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. Harrison Smith here, rejoining you. Had a uh, slight family emergency, had to be out the last couple days. So, thank you very much to the crew for making it up and for uh, keeping the show going. And thriving, actually. I got a lot of uh, tweets from people going, go ahead and stay out. Stay out. We we love this new guy. So that's great. <laughs> it's, it's good to know. We've got a, uh, a deep bench of talent here at InfoWars. And of course, thanks to the InfoWarriors, go to InfoWarsStore.com. That gives us the funds we need to stay on the air. But we have a lot to talk about today, lots of videos to show you. We'll be talking about Shanghai. We'll be talking about the World Health Organization's Pandemic Treaty, which is their trojan horse for bringing in global government and uh yeah just a lot of talk lots to talk about taking your calls as well but let's begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch all right here it is folks your daily dispatch for good friday hey happy good friday by the way everybody good friday the odds of april april 15th here's your first story elon musk no longer twitter's largest shareholder says he's not sure if his takeover bid will be successful. Vanguard Group says its funds now own a 10.3% stake, according to a recent SEC filing. So Elon Musk is still the largest individual owner, but the globalists out there and their minions, all of the big tech slaves, they can all breathe a, a sigh of relief knowing that big bad Elon Musk is no longer the Largest single share owner. No, it's now just that shadowy cabal of anonymous billionaires that you all love so much. So I I guess it makes sense. They're the ones that tell you how to think, so of course you love them. On Thursday, the world's richest man unveiled a $43 billion bid for the entire company in a take-it-or-leave-it offer. That's still on the table, I guess, but his 9.2% stake has now been outdone by Vanguard's 10.3% stake. It's uh, it's incredible. We'll talk about Vanguard in just a little bit. BlackRock, Vanguard, you know, the people that own literally everything. Meanwhile, stupid NPR changing their headlines on me. Originally, this one said two new Omicron variants are spreading in New York and elsewhere. Do we need to worry? To which I was going to say nope and then move on. But they've changed the headlines here. Known as BA 2.12 and BA 2.12.1, the variants are closely related to the blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Moving on, FDA authorizes first COVID-19 breath test. Hey, that's, that's nice. Maybe this one will actually tell the difference between the flu and COVID now. (laughs) but probably not the fda says the inspect ir COVID 19 breathalyzer which is about the size of a piece of carry-on luggage can be used in medical offices or mobile testing sites it can give results in less than three minutes thank god we're all saved or you can just have a cup of chicken soup and get better like we have for the rest of human history meanwhile San Francisco Chronicle reports colleagues worry Diane Feinstein is now mentally unfit to serve citing her recent interactions and she's saying crazy things like there are two genders and endless money supply causes inflation she's crazy she's out of touch with the reality we have to take a piece of her brain out probably when a California Democrat in Congress recently engaged in an extended conversation with Diane Feinstein they prepared for a rigorous policy discussion like they'd had with her many times over the last 15 years. Instead, the lawmaker said they had to reintroduce themselves to Feinstein multiple times during an interaction that lasted several hours. Diane Feinstein is 88 years old. God, just wait till they hear about Joe Biden. Yeah, maybe we'll just make her president. Maybe that will be normal now. Six U.S. lawmakers arrive in Taiwan for a surprise visit. China issues a warning. Chinese state media said on Twitter Thursday, China firmly opposes any form of governmental interaction between the U.S. and Taiwan's region. In fact, now they're holding joint patrols and drills in and around Taiwan, just sort of as a a threat to the uh, American politicians like Lindsey Graham. No, not Lindsey Graham.
0: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now
1: at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early this morning. In fact, I'll go ahead and just open them up right now. The number to dial, one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 Go ahead and give us call here about any and all topics on the table. Open line, Friday on this Good Friday. Man, what a horrible day that must have been. Can you imagine? I, I won't. I won't go on about it. But Good Friday was the uh, was the crucial day. Yeah, the resurrection was important, obviously. But the the big difference was. That all of the other pretenders to be the the Messiah, when it turned out that the authorities were going to come for them, they all tried to fight back, and they all had heroic last stands that ended in them being brutally murdered and forgotten forever. And Jesus Christ was the first one to go. No, I think I'll go and uh, turn myself in. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's just like all of his all of his followers. Just like, uh, what are you talking about, Jesus? We'll go fight. We'll go hang out in a cave. They'll never get us. And he's like, No, it's it's fine. Trust me on this. Just remember, if it ever seems hopeless, folks, at one point, there were 12 Christians in the world, and their leader and Messiah had just been nailed to a tree, so it can look bad, but then, of course, with the power of faith and truth and healing, the uh, message spreads, and it takes over the entire world. Incredible inspiration on this Good Friday. But I want to go to a video now, clip number three here, maybe... Maybe we're doing something wrong to get through to the people. Maybe just presenting information, presenting facts, and laughing at all of the lies from the mainstream media. It's not breaking through their psyche somehow, and maybe it's just our presentation. Maybe what we need to have instead is some crazy-looking girl dancing to TikTok while she talks about Vanguard and BlackRock. This, of course— on the topic of Elon Musk no longer being Twitter's largest shareholder. His 9.2 stake has now been outdone by the Vanguard Group, which now owns a 10.3% stake in the social media company. We'll talk about this um, a little bit more on the other side. But first, let's, let's just learn who Vanguard is and what their relationship to BlackRock is and how and why they own everything. But don't take it from me. Take it from this crazy dancing lady. Let's watch.
2: Runs the world? Girls! No, not even close. Since the 1970s, two corporations have gobbled up most of the earth's companies. Vanguard and BlackRock. And you might be like, Tony, that's ridiculous. I go to stores all the time and I see competing brands everywhere. The market has genuine competition because I can buy this or that or this or that. But all publicly traded companies have boards where the largest shareholders make the decisions. So when we investigate who are the largest shareholders of all these companies, the same two companies keep coming up, Vanguard and BlackRock. These two mega corporations own all the smaller corporations so we have a monopoly inside of a monopoly. Vanguard and BlackRock own Coke and they own Pepsi. They own Apple and they own Android, i.e. Microsoft. They own American Airlines, they own Delta. They own oil and they own solar. They own eBay and they own Amazon and they own the car companies and the pharmaceutical companies and the tobacco companies, the food companies, the clothing companies, the insurance companies, the banks, 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 banks, banks. no matter what industry, the top shareholders are the ones making the decisions. Call me a dingleberry, but if you own all the competing companies in the free Market, then I don't think the market is um all that free. But who are they? The CEO and founder of BlackRock is Larry Fink. But then BlackRock has a board. The largest shareholder is Vanguard. And who's in Vanguard, you might wonder? Nobody knows. Yeah, I guess it's just private information. Probably the richest families on the planet, like the DuPonts, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Bushes, <laughs> Bush.
1: And- you know, all the good guys, all the good guys that own the largest corporation that own absolutely everything. That's why I think the, the term from Brave New World is the, uh, is the best, right? They just have the the world controllers. It's like they're not pretending to be elected. They're not pretending to be anything other than what they are. They're the ones that pull the strings. They're the ones with access to the information they hide from everybody else. They're the ones whose ideology is shoved down the throats of all the little peons underneath them. World controllers, that's who owns Vanguard and BlackRock. And now, of course, the mindless idiots out there are celebrating the fact that Elon Musk is not the largest share owner anymore. It's this mysterious and anonymous cabal of the world's richest. Thank goodness the good guys are in power once again. But I want to make a prediction (laughs) because it's still, I guess, up in the air if Elon Musk's bid for Twitter goes through, and he sort of got them between a rock and a hard place, right, because the amount that he's offering is so much more than Twitter is actually worth that it would be a very bad move by Twitter to not accept it on behalf of their shareholders so their shareholders could then maybe sue twitter and go you could have made us all a lot of money but you chose not to why would you do that why are you making our shares worth less by not accepting this but anyway it all gets very uh complicated but here's the thing i think we're forgetting the left controls their people like remote control cars right they're able to make everybody do the same thing at the same time, almost as if by magic. It's really incredible. So my prediction is that if Elon Musk does buy Twitter, there will be a Twitter alternative that will pop up within days that would be just like Twitter. They'll just use all of the same information or, you know, programming and algorithms and everything. There'll just be a new Twitter. It'll be called something very, like, normal It'll be called like Town Square or something. It'll be even more restrictive and more censorious. And everybody from Twitter will just move over there right away. Like we try it on the right, right? We have Gab and everybody's like, go over there, go over there. And we're all like, "Ah, nah, we're fine on Twitter actually. But the left doesn't work that way. If Elon Musk takes over Twitter and brings back Donald Trump, there will be a massive exodus and within like, a month all of the biggest twitter accounts will have all moved to this new platform simultaneously in one movement and it'll be even more controlled like you just have to keep in mind that you know while we see twitter as this great monolith it's like if we have to deal with it we have to try to be on it because that's where all the interaction is i mean the mainstream media will just migrate over somewhere else without thinking twice about it and it'll it'll all be totally natural and and unorchestrated but it'll all happen all at once and everybody will move over to the new platform, and Twitter will die, and we'll get what we wanted, and then we'll all have to try to conform to an even more censorious uh, application. That's my guess anyway. That's what I think would happen if uh, we actually have Elon Musk buying Twitter. I think the left would just create a new Twitter and move there on masse. That's my prediction. Uh, let's go out to your phone calls now. Patty from North Jersey has called in about Twitter censorship. Thanks for calling in, Patty. You're on the air. Oh, yeah, now you're on the air. Thanks for calling in.
3: All right. Good morning, Harrison. How are we you doing? Welcome back. Good, thank you. Uh, all right. I hope everything's well. And uh, happy Good Friday to everybody, every Patriot out there. It's a Jesus lover and Jesus follower and believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Good Friday and happy Easter to all Patriots. Amen. All right. Amen. Yeah. So I want to talk today, real quick, about Twitter censorship, give you a nice little live decode uh, right on the air, real quick. There's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about Elon Musk and Twitter and this free speech uh that's gonna come back when in fact Twitter has been uh they've been doubling down their efforts as far as the censorship is concerned, and they have been going in they've been taken down they actually have a separate division from what I understand from somebody who got banned this Tony Purgatory medium girl. They, uh, they banned her account and she started a new one and they actually have a team now picking up keywords to censor individual uh, individuals who use keywords from their old account. So they're stepping up their, their censorship. Uh, and-
1: so not even not even like IP tracking, but actually algorithmic language.
4: Introducing the newest product from InfoWarsLife.com. We are so proud of InfoWarsLife immune support. It is concentrated herbs that are known on record to supercharge our body's natural defenses. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that is essential and everyone should get. And on top of it, it funds the info war, so that's a 360 win. Let me tell you what is in this amazing product. Concentrated Elderberry, concentrated Echinacea, concentrated Astragalus Root, Angelica Root, Loatium Root, and more. This product is incredible. InfoWars Immune Support, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, is funding the tip of the spear, the InfoWars operation. It is a 360 win. The only way you fail is by not taking action and getting this product to boost your body's natural defenses and keep InfoWars on the air. The globalists are hoping you don't take action. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. If I had to describe with just one word the brainwashing, the mind control, the asleep trance that the general public is in, the best word would actually be the people are lost. Just like you're lost to sleep, lost in a bad nightmare or you're in a car wreck and get knocked out and you've lost your bearings because you are totally dizzy and confused. You have a concussion. And that's what the globalists have done. They have stunned us. They have put us into a position of not knowing our bearings. And then Klaus Schwab recently came out and gave a speech called The Great New Narrative, where he brags how the public is lost, how the culture and the media has been driven to make sure the people are all alone so they can now guide humanity over the edge of a cliff. That's what The Great Reset is. They need darkness to thrive. The light lives at InfoWars.com.
0: Listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, when I was young boy. All right, welcome back, folks. We've got Patty from North Jersey on the line. So, Patty, you were saying that Twitter is now unleashing new, like, AI censorship. So they're not just tracking your IP or trying to, you know, the way Twitter does it. With me in the past is that if they see you're using the same phone number or the same email address, they'll delete your account then for ban evasion or they'll track your your IP address, but now you're saying they're actually using like keyword searches to determine like yep. how people talk and then if you keep talking the same way, they'll identify you. That's pretty horrifying.
3: Uh yeah, actually they got me on Google through phone number and email and and they did cross platform stuff between Google Chrome and YouTube and my cell phone but Twitter supposedly is right now is going after keywords and key phrases that the user is actually using. So they're they're actually really they're really stepping up their game as far as not letting certain stuff out and this uh... the person I was talking about, Tony Purgatory, she actually talks about uh, she's a medium, she's a spiritual uh, guru if you will and she speaks about really putting your mind your mind first and your mind manifests reality and what they're really doing is uh i don't it, it's a whole new separate level and then along with this Elon Musk they're bringing Elon Musk in the news with the freedom of speech and they're also putting uh they're putting Elon Musk and the SEC together along with with uh censorship and You know, I've been calling up for quite some time now trying to expose the XRP uh, case with the SEC, and I don't think it's a coincidence right now that they are putting Elon Musk, Twitter, the SEC all out there right at the same time when my personal opinion that they are going to be coming to a conclusion with this XRP case. And the XRP Army News, they actually picked me up to... uh, to be a lead anchor and do some interviews as well so there's a lot of stuff going on with with these two and the similarities I said I was gonna decode that live because they're pumping out SEC and Elon really strong really hard just like they did with the Tesla case SEC had a, uh, a lawsuit just as similar to the XRP lawsuit prior to their skyrocket price and I think that that's what's coming. That's my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, thank thank you so much uh for the call Patty. and uh you know, we we always appreciate the information and congratulations on uh getting that uh, position crypto war dot live. But uh here's the thing. This is the way that that our country is going to operate from now on. If you have somebody who threatens the new world order, threatens the control of the globalist banks essentially uh, you'll have just a ton of completely falsified investigations launched launched against them. Here is the story from Infowars published today. Fox Business Reporter, SEC DOJ have launched joint investigation into Elon Musk, Tesla amid Twitter takeover bid. Fox Business reporter Charles Gasparino said Thursday that as Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter, a legal source told his network that the Securities and Exchange Commission and Department of Defense um, Department of Justice rather launched what he described as a joint investigation into a myriad of Musk regulatory issues, primarily involving Tesla. Very interesting. Timing of the joint investigation and Elon Musk's bid is is a bit odd. And already this group may have a moderating effect on uh, shares. Pre-market Twitter was up 11 percent. Right now it's uh, just plus 3 percent. Twitter's in the red as traders believe Elon Musk's t- uh, regulator woes, as first reported by Fox Business, gives Twitter boardroom to reject his takeover bid. So see they launch an investigation against Elon Musk to, get in, to then give the ammo to their compatriots in Twitter to go, well, he's, he's under investigation. We can't accept his bid because he's under investigation from our friends over at SEC who are just likely launching some completely fabricated charge because, you know, they they don't actually have the ability to regulate the big, powerful banks. This was revealed in, like, liberal radio show. I think it was This American Life did a big – expose about this woman who was in i think she i think it was the sec but she was sent to look after and and sort of be the point man for goldman sachs talk about their regulations goldman sachs was doing things that they weren't allowed to do and when she asked like well why don't we do something about this why don't we step in and stop them from doing this the sec basically said oh they're they're too powerful you know if we if we try to regulate them then they'll crash the market drive everybody into chaos and starvation. So we just have to let them do whatever we want. So don't expect a big SEC investigation into BlackRock or Vanguard or Goldman Sachs anytime soon or else they'll crash the market for daring to, you know, investigate them and get in the way of their profits and, you know, power-hungry madness. But when it comes to people like Tesla, Donald Trump, it's just investigation after investigation. They don't find anything, launch another investigation, they find something uh, tangential, send it off to the January 6th committee. Just all work in cooperation to try to use whatever legal machinations you need to to destroy your enemies and anybody that poses a threat to you. From dailycaller.com, Elon Musk jabs back with two questions after Saudi Prince rejects Twitter offer. It's just, it's just the most ironic thing ever, right? Elon Musk, science man, tries to buy Twitter. Nobody freaks out. No, it must remain in the hands of the theocratic tyrants from saudi arabia tesla ceo elon musk ironically asked prince uh, saudi prince al Walid bin talal al-sad thursday about his thoughts on free speech after he rejected musk's offer to buy twitter saying i don't believe the proposed offer by elon musk comes close to the intrinsic value of twitter given its growth prospects being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of twitter The kingdom and I reject this offer. Musk then jumped in. Interesting, just two questions if I may. How much of Twitter does the kingdom own, directly and indirectly? What are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? Of course, Saudi Arabia has no such thing as freedom of speech. And again, it's worth just sort of pointing out the history of Saudi Arabia and the fact that King Saud was a dude in like the early 1900s who was basically the Genghis Khan of Arabia – And brought all these disparate groups together and subjected them to his 13th century barbarous religion. But it just happened to be that he did that at just the right time because we found oil in Saudi Arabia and needed it for the world wars. And so the Bush family and other American oligarchs went over there and said, we'll keep you in power forever. You can be as tyrannical and as restrictive and authoritarian as you want. And ever since then, every prince of Saudi Arabia has been a direct descendant, either a son or a grandson of King Saud, Genghis Khan type figure with the hundred wives or whatever. Just just the most barbaric, old school, non-progressive thing ever. But he's got the oil and we needed to fight a war. So we made a little deal with him. So this is all just a, it's like a proxy army of the American oligarchs sort of funnel their power through the tyrants in Saudi Arabia who don't have to even pretend to like free speech or freedom whatsoever, just launder their tyranny through the uh, theocracy there in Saudi Arabia. Very convenient thing they've got going there. So when you, when you want to know who really controls Twitter, it is that globalist cabal that allowed the uh, barbarous king, Saud, to enact his 13th century religious theocracy over the people of Arabia in exchange for the oil, we needed to fight wars. Gow, isn't war convenient? War's just the best thing ever if you're a globalist. Oh, it sucks right It's the worst thing ever for everybody else. That's because they're anti-human. We'll be right back.
4: I never compromise the quality of ingredients we put in InfoWars Live products. And that's why for more than two years, we've been sold out of Ultimate Bone Broth. And we could never get the ingredients again until now. And we have reformulated and not just used the same ingredients... We've boosted it and made them even stronger. So out of all the bone broths out there, I'm telling you, this is next level. Listen to what it's got in it. Cutting edge chicken bone broth protein isolate powder for better flavor and dissolvability. It's got turmeric root, chaga mushroom, bee pollen, goji berry, alfalfa herb powder, and a bunch of other amazing known berries that turbocharge your body with antioxidants. And then it's got a bunch of other incredible things like magnesium, potassium, and sodium added. I mean, this sucker has got everything for your electrolytes. It's got real organic. Organic cocoa butter powder with natural chocolate flavor and a touch of sea salt, and it just goes on and on. It is now back in stock. Ultimate Bone Broth Plus, available at 20% off and free shipping out of the gates at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is
5: tomorrow's news today.
0: You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have, oh, just so much to talk about today. So we'll move on from Elon Musk here in just a moment. I do want to go to two very, very interesting stories having to do with Elon Musk. Really not as much about Elon Musk as it is about the True fear and hatred that a lot of people at the top have for freedom of expression. It's really exposed here. By Robert Reich, Elon Musk's vision for the internet is dangerous nonsense. Why? Because it's free. Because they don't have people like Robert Reich censoring everything you say, and everything you say has to be approved by people like him. It's very dangerous to not let them control your channels of information (laughs) it's just ridiculous uh well I'll i'll talk a little bit more about that later but uh essentially uh i guess it lies are the truth is is basically what it boils down to just freedom is slavery i guess is how you can put it Years ago, pundits assumed the internet would open a new era of democracy, giving one everyone access to the truth. But dictators like Putin and demagogues like Trump have demonstrated how naive that assumption was. Yes, n- nothing that authoritarians love more than freedom of expression. You know that old tale, some strongman, authoritarian tyrant comes into power and just... Stops all censorship entirely. Just says everybody can say whatever they want whenever they want. It's a classic move from authoritarians to give their people freedom. Of course it does. I mean this is just the inverse of reality in every possible way. They say at least the U.S. responded to Trump's lies – Trump had 88 million Twitter followers before Twitter took him off the platform just just two days after the attack on the Capitol, which he provoked in part with his tweets. Yeah, his tweets like making videos and tweeting it out saying, go home, do not go into the Capitol, do not do anything violent. See, they delete that, delete his account and say he was calling for violence, then you can't prove otherwise because, because they deleted his account, obviously. Musk continues to tell his 80 million followers all sorts of things. <laughs> this author, Robert Reich, just some dude, says, I disagree with many of his positions, but ever since I posted a tweet two years ago criticizing him for how he treated his Tesla workers, he's blocked me. So I can't view or post criticisms of his tweet to his followers. Seems like an odd move who describes, uh, for someone who describes himself as a free-speed absolutist. <laughs> I mean these people. <laughs> it's just ridiculous like they hate free speech right They're- he's literally wrote an article advocating against free speech saying that free speech is a dangerous tool of authoritarians just wrap your mind around that for a second but he's like and i, I try tried to insult Elon Musk on his own page and he won't let me hmm, who's the free speech absolutist now it's like you don't even like free speech so what are you talking about what he's doing I guess is what you're in favor of like it's just completely hypocritical in every possible way He says this, Musk has long advocated a libertarian vision of an uncontrolled internet. That vision is dangerous rubbish. There's no such animal and there never will be. It's like you will never be outside of our control. You will never be able to express yourself without the express approval of people like me. People who want to insert themselves into everything that you do and everything that you say and know. It's just ridiculous. Just completely ridiculous and insane and stupid. Uh, and so we should just um, get rid of these people. Not off Twitter, obviously. They can keep having a Twitter. <laughs> but here's, uh, here's the thing, though. Don't you, just, don't you trust science? Aren't we all supposed to trust science? Isn't Elon Musk a scientist? Then why doesn't he respect the science that tells us that freedom is so dangerous? dark realism fan at realism underscore fan on twitter posts this social science experts have determined that political censorship is safe and effective learn more that'll be the new warning you get in response to this guy some verified checkmark dude on twitter i'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name says elon seriously it's a consensus in social sciences that free speech can't be limitless it's a consensus all the scientists agree just like climate change and covid19 all the scientists agree that spe- free speech is bad. You should keep investing your time in things you actually know how it works, like the engineering fields of you're great in. Leave social matters to people that study it. Yeah, leave it to the scientists. Leave it to the experts and the professionals who know that free speech is dangerous and bad and has to be controlled in a top-down way by the people who rule over them and own everything. It's, it's science after all. Don't you trust science? people much smarter than you and I study this sort of stuff, and they understand that censorship is necessary for freedom. Duh. You're not a scientist. Why don't you just shut up about this, okay? Just like COVID, just like climate change, there are a lot smarter people who get paid a lot of money, and they are great people who never do anything wrong and never get anything wrong and certainly don't have their own interest in mind over yours. No, they're scientists, and they only care about the facts, and the facts say that people having their own views is dangerous, okay? People thinking for themselves is chaotic and uncontrolled, and we can't have it. Scientists agree, you have to shut up now. Scientists agree, you're not allowed to have a First Amendment anymore because science. Amazing, isn't it? Of course, when I say amazing, I mean horrifying. And something we should fight back against with every ounce of our being and one way to do that by the way is go to infowarsstore.com we'll go to your phone calls in just a second but i do want to remind you the extended infowars emergency blowout sale is still on sales up to 75 percent off and i'm telling you these hats i got to make sure to get some of these before uh, before we sell out i have yet to get myself the save the frogs hat which is totally awesome and there's also this baby blue like rattlesnake hat that's really really cool i mean i have a lot of the cool shirts but I need more hats, so I'm gonna go get those a little bit later. The hats, the hats are only eight seventy five. I, s- yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I I li- most of my hats literally come from gas stations, and they cost more than that. <laughs> like I get the ch- cheapest, most obnoxious hats I can find that are uh, you know up there next to the, you know, forty ounce liquors or whatever. I, you know, just grab one of those nice flat bill with some you know cheap material. What you're getting from InfoWarsStore.com is incredibly high quality, incredibly just awesome looking and cool. And, uh, wow, literally cheaper than you can get at a gas station. My God. I mean, that's well worth the original $35, a little under $35. Now it's under $8. You got the camo, the full camo, the camo bill. I've seen the where it's just black with the uh, sort of bright neon green. That's my favorite. Just a ton of awesome hats for just ridiculously cheap. I mean, honestly, that is, that is unbelievable, less than $9 for a hat. And also, by the way, Brain Force Ultra is back in stock and 40% off. That's the liquid tincture. So instead of taking the Brain Force uh, tablets, you take the liquid tincture, and you can sort of get exactly how much you need for that particular time, the energy, and the uh, nutraceutical Advances of Brainforce Ultra back in stock, forty percent off. Go there now. Support us. We are in a fight for our life, and we desperately need your help. And with that, we go back out to the phone calls. We have Elizabeth in Wisconsin who wants to talk about transgenderism, Disney, and China. Boy, what a what a trifecta you have there, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling. You're on the air.
6: Well, thanks, Harrison. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm so glad you're back. You're part of my morning routine, and it just wasn't the same. <laughs>
1: oh well, thank you very much. Glad to be back.
6: Um. So it just all goes back to just everything is China pushing this transgender movement, and you can't say anything against it without being censored off of every single platform. I even made a comment on the Daily Mail um, journal uh, app. I got censored for commenting about the women being impregnated in the prison. And I said... Um, Well, they don't even know how to define the word woman, so what does it matter? And I was told that I'm no longer allowed to comment on their platform. Um, Wow. It's just strange to me that no matter what it is, it all goes back to you can't say anything about transgenderism.
1: Yeah, what's behind that? And then, you know, I'll keep you on the the line, Elizabeth, because I I do want to get into this on the other side, because I don't know— do they even have trans people in China? Like, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to be gay in China. So it's it's all very confusing, right? You've got China that's like, you know, will destroy you for being gay, but they put, promote transgenderism here. It was about 25 years ago that I wanted to expand InfoWars. I've been on the air a couple of years, but I only had money
4: to finance my own simple little local radio show. And I wanted to hire camera people. I wanted to make films. I wanted to really challenge the globalists. And it was a T-shirt I designed, the first one, Mass Murderers Agree Gun Control Works, that helped us finance hiring the first few members of my crew. That's our oldest design, and we still sell it. We have that design over over 100 others that will now all be limited editions because whatever stock we've got in, that's it. We're selling everything out to fund the operation, to get rid of inventory. We'll still have some t-shirts in the future. They'll just be limited editions and short runs. So if you want to get any of these historic shirts, this is your last chance. Oh, and almost forgot, we're selling them all at cost at Infowarstore.com. Every ball cap. Every flag, every hoodie, every long sleeve, every T-shirt, regular shirts, designer shirts, they're all selling at cost. InfowarStore.com
5: The first ten amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. Save gcn.com you may click follow share give and pray you may select all of those choices i'm vincent finelli
0: you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video
1: Welcome back, folks. We have Elizabeth from Wisconsin on the line. She's talking about transgenderism, Disney and China. There's a very well, it's bizarre. It's hypocritical. It seems inconsistent. This concept of selling everything to China, working with China exclusively like Disney, sort of the best example, right? They're, threat- they're threatened to, like, withdraw from Florida. They want to bankrupt Florida for daring to tell them that they can't groom little, little baby children into their own sexual proclivities. That's unacceptable to them, but they will go to China and make a movie there and then put at the front of that movie in the credits a kowtowing, slobbering over the boots of the tyrants uh, note of thanks for the Uyghur concentration camps. There, Right. These corporations don't actually have any morals. It just has to do with control. So in China, they've determined the best control system is communism. And in order to have that. You know, continue a pace, they need to have all of these moral restrictions like they don't allow nudity. They don't allow they don't even allow like movies about ghosts like there's a bunch of weird stuff. But also in that is, you know, calling homosexuality a mental illness and. I think a complete absence of transgenderism. I don't think there's a lot of transgenderism in China. So it's whatever method they need to control you, right? They find that if they were to try those same tactics in America, they wouldn't work. The American people would rise up against attempts to limit our freedoms. We don't take kindly to that. So we're going to fight back against it. So instead what they do here is they're trying to drive us into just a realm of madness and I saw somebody on Twitter today saying, what is you – know, why transgender? Why are they so desperate to, to put transgenderism at the forefront of everything? It doesn't make any sense. But it does if your overall, overall goal is the destruction of nationhood itself and family itself and your entire purpose of existence is to tear at the foundations of civilization and humanity in order to impose – A more restrictive method of control on the people of Earth. Like that, that's the point of it. It's all going towards that because it's sort of the final. Straw, right? There's a couple things, right? There's just the basic acknowledge of reality: two plus two equals four. Like that's what 1984 was all about, right? No, you have to believe two plus two equals five. You have to believe there's no such thing as men and women. Something manifestly, observably true. You have to deny and fully believe that denial. That is sort of a final measure of how manipulatable you are and how willing you are to subvert your own observations to the the will of the party. Like that's. That's pretty important. important and also they want you to not have a family, not have a religion, not have a nation so you're easy to control. It's, it's actually not that uh, – it's actually not that complicated. The other, the other like final you know, line that they are already sort of getting people to cross is to betray your family at the behest of the state, that your connection to your father or mother or child – is overridden by your devotion to the state, and you'll turn in a family member for walking through the Capitol and get them 60 years behind bars, get your own father 60 years behind bar because you're a good little slave, a good little citizen, turning in the other bad slaves uh, to the master, right? So, you know, it's these, these basic human impulses like telling the truth, believing what you see with your own eyes, loving your family above anything else. Those stand in the way of you being a pawn of people who despise you. So they have to destroy these things and override these things and psychologically manipulate you into loving the faceless system over, you know, your own family members. But uh, that's my take on it, Elizabeth. Uh, What's your opinion? I mean...
6: Well, I do have one thing. I just want to... uh, A quote that I found the other day. Um, It says, If America could be, once again, a nation of self-reliant farmers, craftsmen, hunters ranchers, and artists, then the rich would have little power to dominate others, neither to serve nor rule. That was the American dream. And China's main goal is to completely destroy that. Why are they buying our farmland? Why are they demoralizing our nation? It is because our real enemy is China. Russia has been a distraction. It's always been a distraction because when we went through the Cold War, deny your enemy an enemy and they win. So America no longer had an an enemy. We didn't really, we sold all of our stuff to China and now you can't buy a product without being made in China or manufactured there. So when we no longer have Americans who can work with their hands, build a wonderful country, then they've completely demoralized us. Now you can't, I mean, good luck trying to find someone to make you something. um, Just buy it on Amazon. So you can't. You don't have a country run by the people anymore. It's run by a bunch of elite who don't know how to do anything or build anything. All they do is destroy, and they sold us to China. Yeah. That's, my, that's my take on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just happening at a global level, the same thing that's happened to every empire at a nation level. I mean, from Rome to England, it, it's, it's always a process of consolidation for those at the top. And basically they just consolidate and consolidate and consolidate until it comes too much and then it then it all collapses. So yeah, we're in the process of consolidation now. And of course the opposite of that would be decentralization. And you can read the Rockefeller document, man. Their their worst nightmare is my greatest dream, the idea of like each town and each city being fairly sovereign under themselves having their own energy generation having their own manufacturing their own everything right just decentralized all of these different cities can all have their own production of all of this stuff but instead they want all of the agricultural production to happen over here from this corporation and that'll be in partnership with the manufacturing in china from this from these corporations so just consolidate everything into you know big more like an anthill right humans Ants, ants only know how to do one thing, right? So that's what they want: is a giant anthill of people who just go and work in an assembly line, and then go home, and you know, can't even enjoy the the final respite of suicide because there are nets that prevent them from killing themselves, and they can't escape. It's just just brutal and horrific. And the opposite of that is decentralization and human level economies. Thanks so much for the call, Elizabeth. Let's go to electrician in California want we'll to talk about the Defeat the Mandates rally that happened last Sunday. Thanks for calling in. Electrician, you're on the air.
7: Good morning, Harrison. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to comment uh, on a couple of highlights from the event. I, I was wearing my uh, InfoWars snake hat there and uh, Fantastic. representing your organization uh, and uh, got some good uh, social contact uh, by wearing that. Awesome. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, as far as a couple of the speakers that uh, I wanted to highlight is Lee Dundish. She was at, if you go to the highwire.com you can watch the whole event um, and replay. There, there was thousands of people there, and there was a lot of support, which is great. Um, she spoke around 4 hours and 36 minutes. Uh, there was another young man. Uh, his name is Lucky Baseri. He lives in Santa Monica by Los Angeles, and uh, he spoke at about 6.03 and Both of those speakers are really intense, kind of um, of a similar style as uh, Alex Jones, and uh, I just wanted to comment that they were great speakers. Uh, As far as, uh, I have mentioned this to you several months ago, but uh, I would encourage people to look at the Reese report on uh, Elon Muskrat, and then also, if you can get through it, Listen to the Joe Rogan interview where he publicly declares that he wants carbon taxes, and um, in, in my world, when you declare that you want carbon taxes, it's a disqualifying uh, factor in you being a a person that I would support in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's a thing that I've said here quite a bit. I mean, wanting to inject, you know, or implant neural brain interfaces, and you know, being obsessed with carbon taxes and this sort of stuff and, you know, autonomous vehicles that can be taken over by a central control grid and, you know, taken somewhere that you don't want it to go. I mean, everything Elon Musk does seems to be completely contrarian to his libertarian, you know, the things that he says. In fact, that Tesla wouldn't be around without government subsidies. He's basically made his fortune off of taxpayer dollars. So yeah, but again, it's like, just just the one billionaire out there, despite being involved in everything else horrific and strange when it comes to transhumanism, he's just like, yeah, I just don't want to control what people say. And we're just like, oh, we love you, Elon. <laughs> Please be president. Be president of Earth. Just you're so much better than anybody else. Just because of that one little thing. It, it really is just an indictment on the entire billionaire class at this point that just one of them. Out of all of them, there is one who doesn't openly want to silence you and restrict your freedoms, uh, even though the stuff that he is up to is is very shady. But I mean, Joe Rogan's kind of into that stuff too. If you listen to Joe Rogan, he's like, "I think it'll be awesome when we when none of us have any privacy and everything anybody does will all be accessible on the blockchain." It's like that sounds horrific, Joe. I don't know why you think that's cool. It's not cool. It's, it's horrifying. Privacy is a very important thing to just being a human being. So, you know, I don't know. All these people get mixed up when it comes to transhumanism. All right, we'll be back. Second hour of American Journal, Infowarsstore.com. Support us there. Buy a hat, $9. Let's go ahead and take another call. Let's talk to Malcolm
4: in Tennessee. Welcome.
7: Hello, Alex? Yes, Malcolm. Alright, I'm going to make this quick and real short where the other patriots can get on the line. Uh, Alex, I have to promote one thing from one of your co-hosts, Owen Schroyer. Super Male Vitality and Brain Force Plus. Mix those two together, you're an unstoppable tank.
4: Super Male Vitality really, really works. It's cold pressed herbs and natural compounds that have never been heated up. And so it has a dramatic effect compared to powdered versions that also work quite well but just aren't as strong this is like a very fine wine it's 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 in fact each batch is different sometimes it's super strong sometimes it's just okay people are like why are you selling something and admitting sometimes the batch isn't strong that's just how it is it's how it works uh so it's always good it's just sometimes it's like super strong but yeah if you want the rolls royce at a decent price then
0: this is it You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at Video.
2: For the last two years, Title 42 has allowed U.S. immigration agents to swiftly expel more than 1.7 million migrants to Mexico, including everyone here, and this woman from Guatemala. She asked us to call her Sandy and not show her face because she's fleeing violence after two members of her family were killed.
8: Do you want to know a true barometer of America's disdain for the invasion of our southern border? Look no further than the massive failure of the Biden administration's cheerleading squad, CNN, the most treasonous name in news.
0: CNN is an icon of the cable and satellite age.
8: CNN's abysmal failure projected a billion-dollar streaming service that would rival all others, expected to bring in a few million viewers an hour to begin with, but only managed to rake in 10,000 gullible minions per day, which is likely more like a few hundred after CNN's 4,000 employees and their families dutifully tune in.
0: Now, what about the competitive marketplace, Andrew? Uh, Fox News has Fox Nation, which is a lot of entertainment programming on streaming. Uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, they all have these free ad-supported streaming services. So we're doing something different, but why?
5: Well,
1: we see a really unique opportunity for us because of what CNN is. So let's start there. CNN is a brand that's known around the world. Aside from the BBC, there really is no other global news organization like CNN, so we see a a really substantial market opportunity. If we look at the assets CNN has, global reporting resources, expertise in video, world-class talent and anchors, we see a different opportunity. This
8: catastrophe is more of a measuring of the mind of America than any poll could ever muster. You can't lie to people day after day, get caught week after week play down a child sex trafficking scandal amongst your employees and expect to rock it in the ratings as a news organization. All the hubris of Chris Wallace and the buffoonery of Brian Stelter can't put Humpty Zucker back together again. And so, even for anyone on the left with a lick of sense, the blindfold of propaganda is slipping off of the stark reality of the massive, unrelenting national security threat pummeling the United States southern border every day. A wide open border surge into the united states with the cartel's deadly fentanyl poison the dea reported overdose deaths in the u.s had topped hundred thousand for the first time over a 12-month period ending last spring last year fatal overdoses rose by more than 40 percent across both dc and virginia in the district this overdose problem is disproportionately impacting black residents and communities who make up almost 85% of all fatal drug overdoses since 2015, according to the D.C. Medical Examiner's Office. To make matters in Biden's hellscape
0: worse... We cut down all our forests. We're doing fine. Guess what? part of the reason for the global warming.
8: Texas Governor Greg Abbott is relocating busloads of thousands of undocumented immigrants with zero understanding of our nation's laws and its deadly vices into the district of criminal streets.
0: Uh, we implemented uh, what we call enhanced safety inspections of every commercial vehicle coming across the border. Uh, it snarled traffic for miles into Mexico, uh, basically crashing uh, economic conditions in these states as well as in the country of Mexico. And as they beg for relief, we are demanding uh, that they implement security measures that will reduce illegal immigration coming across the border.
5: Have you ever been to Washington lately? Uh, they are they're giving Los Angeles a run at the most homeless. So you have these encampments, which are many cities there. What's going to happen to these people? Well, these are
2: all migrants who have been processed by CBP and are free to travel. So it's nice. The state of Texas is helping them get to their final destination as they await in their their outcome of their immigration proceedings. And they're
9: all in immigration proceedings. This is political suicide. What they're doing right now, it's so visible to the public. It doesn't matter what demographic you're a part of. You despise this and you will vote against it.
8: If there are any lawmakers listening, don't stop with Washington, D.C. Deliver these hordes to the front steps of CNN, MSNBC, and the Mockingbird Media's headquarters. They will welcome them with open arms, I guarantee it. John Bound reporting.
1: Find and share that video at We'll be back in the second hour of American Journal. More of your phone calls. And hey, what's this? Mainstream media celebrating the existence of the deep state? Yeah, it's nothing new. Just further into the cesspit.
0: You're listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
1: All right, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. So the Biden administration is basically tanking in approval ratings. They have absolutely nothing to work with. But the Democrats have a very clever scheme they've rigged up, and that is to be the permanent outsiders, the permanent detractors, those consistently and perpetually imagining the greater world as it it could be. And they get everything that they want. They get all of their demands met because they activate their hordes to go out and burn buildings down if they don't. And then they get what they want. The policies go into action and then everything gets worse. And instead of people recognizing this and going, oh, we gave these people power. Now everything's terrible, since they're the perpetual victims, since they're the perpetual deconstructors, they've always got something else to blame it on. And it's pretty incredible the thoroughness with which they they do this. There is no problem that the Democrats cause that they cannot somehow judo you know manipulate into an attack on conservatives a couple examples from recent history obviously the defund the police movement led directly to and is correlated one-to-one with the massive rise in crime across the country violent crime gun crime murder assault armed robbery everything has exploded in every major city up many many times across the board but specifically and most noticeably in the places where they defunded the police, such as New York City. Now, when you have a policy like defund the police, you get it done. And immediately after, like one-to-one, just crime explodes. People are suffering. Everything's terrible. Do they reverse it? Do they say, look, we were wrong about that. We do need police. Do they recognize this at all? No, of course not. First, they say we never defunded the police, right? They throw that lie in your face like you're an idiot, and they expect you to believe that, which some people do, which is just horrific, horrifying. People in this country can go, yeah, the Democrats never wanted to defund the police. She's like, oh, okay, No, you just had the left-wing passing laws to defund the police with the encouragement and support of every major Democrat in the country, but but now that it didn't work out, it, they never they never said it. So first they deny ever even pushing this in the first place. Then they take these skyrocketing violent crime numbers and they go, "We need gun control." So do you see all the gun violence that's happening? It, this is guns faults and we need to control the guns. Right? So create the crime, create the violence, take those numbers created by the violence that you fostered to then go after guns of people. Like it's very It's very simple how they do this, but people can't see through it somehow. I I don't get it. Or they're just dishonest. They know exactly what they're doing. They're, They're just doing it anyway regardless, right? That's one of them. How about inflation? Cause massive inflation. Just print more money than we've ever had in the history of America in a couple brief months. Just destroy the economy entirely. Lock down the entire country for two years where only the largest corporations can operate and then subsidize them with tax dollars. Massive inflation, massive economic crisis. What do you see day after day on left-wing social media? These corporations are gouging people. We have to stop the corporations from raising their prices. Again, they they can't acknowledge that they're the ones that brought about the inflation. They can't recognize that it's their policies that got us into this position. They just caused the suffering. Then they weaponized that suffering to go after the people who were resisting them in the first place. So it's the corporations, all these greedy corporations. Maybe we need price controls. Maybe we need to nationalize some of these organizations. That's the, that's the solution that they'll cause. So it's, it's almost beyond the typical dialectic, right? It's almost beyond problem, reaction, solution. Because at least in that makeup, you had to conceal that you were the one causing the problem. Now they just cause it. They just do it. They just defund the police, cause the violence, point to the violence and go, we need to, we need to control guns. And and suggest that is the solution. So you know what will happen, right? They'll take the guns. Violent crime will get even worse. People will suffer even more. They'll say, well, this is why we need tyranny. This is why we need police, armed police on every corner. This is why we need metal detectors at every subway stop. This is why we need facial recognition cameras on every corner and 5G devices implanted under your skin. So we can track you at all times and know where you are, right? They'll cause the problems, the solutions they offer – are just, just change, just the chains of slavery. That's all they have to offer. And they do it time and time again. Just wild. You know, we, have so much, we have so much more to talk about. Uh, I'll go out to your phone calls now. When we get back on the other side, I'll talk about um, this Slate article saying Trump is right about the deep state. Thank God. Saying the deep state is real, it exists, it's good, and we want it to be stronger than ever before. And it is stronger, and we make celebrities out of our unelected tyrants. It's amazing and great. We'll cover that. We'll also cover the World Health Organization's treaty, pandemic treaty. That's getting that's getting pretty intense. We'll also be talking about the visit to Taiwan, Ukraine, so much more. First, let's go out to your phone calls. We've got Clown Car in Coney Island. Thanks for calling in, Clown Car. You want to talk about the supply chain and diesel supply. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air.
10: Harrison, I just want to say uh, Matt Webber did a great job while you were away. Um happy Friday to all the employees out there as well, and happy to, you know, God as well.
8: Thank so you very much.
10: Out, Harrison. What Harrison. We got situation. Where the diesel fuel, chemicals that are used to make diesel fuel is being reduced to the point where fuel's not going to run equipment anymore. How long do you feel it's going to be before it actually takes over? And also, um, we've uh, discovered that the shooting at the, the train station in Brooklyn was fake. That the blood on the floor was tested. It's not even
1: real blood. Why would they fake that, though?
10: I'm telling you, there was fake blood on the floor.
1: But I don't understand. I mean, it's it's basically completely disappeared from the headlines. If they were going to fake it, it would be uh, a white dude who was racist or something. This is a, a black dude that had hours of YouTube videos where he was ranting I about his hatred for white people.
10: Mob. I think it was more of a flash mob situation.
1: Interesting. Almost like a prank. I don't know. See, It seems like it was just the complete opposite of the agenda they normally push. And so... You know, they're, they're, literally, they're not even covering it. It was two days ago. I mean, it's, it'll go the, the way of the Waukesha guy a running running over an uh, entire parade of people. I'm going to send you a video just,
10: that about ten different parts of the shooting.
1: All right, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I just I don't think it was fake. I think it was real. And uh, I think we're, we're going to see more of it. I mean, it's, it's not like this was unexpected, right? It would be shocking. I mean, could you imagine? It's never happened before to have, I, I said on Twitter, like, yeah, it turns out a white supremacist shot up a. New York subway with a ghost gun. Thank God Biden is focusing on the important stuff, right? We were told – how many times were we told white supremacy is the biggest threat to security in this country? Ghost guns. We have to go after ghost guns. Then you have like a black supremacist anti-white dude shoot a bunch of people in the subway with his you know, gun in the most gun-controlled area in America, New York City. And uh, they're like, oh, never uh, – ignore that. Ignore that. No, it just – it means the same thing. Maybe that's what you think is the uh, fake picture. I mean, I'll take a look at it, but it, it would make no sense for the for anybody to f- to fake this attack. It happens all the time, well, for real. But, uh, they're
10: saying that it was handguns, and it was, you know, they're trying to stop assault rifles. But most of these yeah, things exactly. are done with handguns.
1: No, yeah, they. but that's the thing. That's what they always do, right? They take the numbers of shootings in total, and they say, see, we need to go after assault rifles. And you see assault rifles are like 0.5% of all of it, uh, all of the damage done. They're not actually trying to solve any problems. I think we've, we've covered that at that, at this point, they could solve all of these problems immediately. They don't want to, they f- fabricate and perpetuate them on purpose. Uh, thanks for the call clown car. Let's go to Renell in upstate New York. We're running out of time here, but you've got a comment on high gas prices and mask mandates. Thanks for calling in Renell
7: Hey, hi Harrison. Happy Easter and, and happy good Friday.
1: Happy good Friday to you, sir. Um,
7: well, there, there's a solution to uh, this uh, uh, mask mandate that they recently extended it to May 3rd. Um, we need to end the national emergency declaration. Remember when Trump did it on that dreaded yeah, Friday?
1: That's 13th? a great point. That's the only way they've been able to get away with all this stuff.
7: Why
4: do my yeah. enemies hate me so much? Why do the globalists hate you so much? Why do they hate America so much? Because it's an idea of freedom that their tyrannical system that they're pushing cannot coexist with. It's very, very simple. For their world government, their anti-human, post-human, eugenic system to flourish, freedom and liberty and due process and justice and God-fearing systems must fail. So, sure, you didn't start a fight with Bill Gates. You didn't start a fight with David Rockefeller. You didn't start a fight with the U.N. They started a fight with you. And they're not going to back down, and they're not going to go away, and they're not going to ever stop their attacks until they have the fear of God put into them. The average person still doesn't even know about the New World Order or about globalism or about corporate fascism. And it's not until people understand that and that we're under attack that we have any chance of beating these people. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man.
4: I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? Free press needs your help, Frank.
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
1: All right, folks, let's talk about the deep state, shall we? We've seen headlines before similar to this, things like – I think it was the New York Times saying, yeah, the deep deep state is real, and that's a good thing. You really have to understand what they're telling us right now. This is the Great Reset. Your input as somebody subject to the laws being passed by your government is no longer needed, no longer requested by the people making the rules. See, your desires – Come second to their desires. When I say second, I mean last, right? It doesn't even enter into their conception. And they're proud of this. And they're talking about this in a way that is meant to convey the idea that it's a good thing that there are unelected, unaccountable, faceless, anonymous bureaucrats in our government system for decade upon decade never have to explain their reason why they do anything, who do do not actually follow the chain of command as dictated by our Constitution and are proud of this, and they're receiving support from the media. This is perhaps the best example of the phenomenon that I talk about all the time where you have one side of the global New World Order is the government. They're there to take advantage of you, exploit you, rob you, manipulate you control you and then the media is there to tell you what a great thing it is and how you how so lucky you are to have these people taking care of this stuff for you so this story is just exactly what that is slate.com trump is right about the deep state thank god maria Yovanovitch, her memoir makes a persuasive case for the officials who really did obstruct his agenda obstruct his agenda. Whose agenda? Well, the president of the United States, the duly elected head chief executive. That's who. whose agenda they were obstructing. In other words, your agenda, the agenda of the American people as expressed through the representative they voted for. So, So what they're telling you is, yeah, you voted for this guy. You voted for his agenda. You voted for his politics. You voted to put him in charge in this sacred democracy that we have. But we disagree, so we're in charge now. What you want is wrong, so we're going to do what we want instead. Good luck electing anybody ever again. That's what they're telling you. They describe Jovanovich as a career public servant who worked for the Foreign Service for more than 30 years. Oh, that's how you know she's a good person, being in the government for 30 years, never being voted on, never being elected. Becoming a multimillionaire. Incredible. Jovanovic thinks of herself as a disciplined rule follower whose primary message uh, mission on her various posts was to improve the condition for other rules followers. Oh, it's that international rules-based system that we're all so proud of. You know, the rules-based system that means that certain people – are chosen. They're elect. They're above the rule system. They get to do whatever the hell they want. But those same rules are ruthlessly applied to anybody else, kind of like the U.N. and any other globalist supra state organization. See, when America is bombing hospitals in Baghdad or obliterating families with missiles in Afghanistan, the rules-based order – Sort of can't do anything about it. That's a war crime. Ha ha. Shut up. Right? Nobody cares. But when Russia dares to invade a country that is on their border and infiltrated admittedly by CIA-trained militia groups with the express purpose of overthrowing any Russia-friendly government there, well, that's that's against the rules-based order, and they must be stopped, and they'll be kicked off – The Human Rights Council, and they'll be sanctioned out of existence, and they'll be pariahs on the world stage. How dare you break the rules that we all care so much about as we're just like continually and still to this day bombing in Yemen and and Syria with no uh, uh, declaration of war didn't go through. So, I mean, they don't care about the constitution's rules-based system. They don't care about the international rules-based system. They don't care about the individual rules that dictate what their position that they're in supposed to do and and the the responsibilities and obligations there. They just they just don't care. So it's all about promoting the rules based system so they can impose it on you while completely ignoring it themselves. So again, in this article about how this woman Jovanovic's uh, her entire you know tenure at this place, the reason this article was written be was because she subverted the chain of command. She refused to do what. The chief executive and the head executive of our country told her to do because she loves rules so much, because she loves the chain of command so much. It's I mean it's black is white. Two plus two equals five. We're just in crazy world here. But this is all, again, about telling you, letting you know, yes, we've taken over the systems of control. No, there is no democracy in America anymore. Doesn't matter who you vote for. It's our decision. We're the ones that get to decide. Then the media will celebrate them and say, uh, isn't she a brave patriot for ignoring the will of the American people? And again, she's like, my primary, her primary message is not, is not to uphold America's interest. It's not to try to spread freedom. It's to try to overthrow uncooperative governments because somehow that Helps America. She says her primary mission was to improve the condition for other rules followers. So, again, other rules follow, Like it's, it's like these little codes, right? These rule followers. In other words, if you obey us, if you work on behalf of our interests, then, you, then you'll be rewarded in this rules-based system we have. That is to foster civil society in such precarious places as Somalia, Kyrgyzstan, and Armenia. Hey, look, places all that have undergone massive revolts in the last few months. Well, thank God the deep state is there to foster and or violently shut down these revolts, depending on what benefits the oligarchs in this country. This, she argues, advances the interest of America by reducing regional instability and developing reliable new trading partners. Yes, we'll just overthrow governments. We'll manipulate other governments. We'll offer them the tantalizing prize of being within our rules-based system. They just surrender to us. And this is good for America because it opens up new trading possibilities, I guess. (laughs) I guess. I guess it's impossible to trade with a country unless it is subject to our own shadowy cabal of unelected manipulators. Good. They say, Jovanovich came to represent what what the Trump world calls the deep state, high-level government workers who obstructed the government agenda. The Trump agenda, despite the fact that most of the time it was hard to tell what that agenda was. This was not entirely unfounded belief as the 2018 publication of an anonymous New York Times op-ed, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Yeah, I know. We know. We were exactly right. The whole time we're sitting there going, no, there's deep state actors that are inside the Trump administration that are hamstringing it from the inside, that are not obeying his dictates, that are flouting the restrictions of the Constitution ignoring the will of the american people and promoting their own interest which is completely at odds with the man that we all elected and put into the into office and now they're like yeah 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 that is that is what we're doing we're more important than you and it's just this i mean it's the same thing across the world i'm gonna get back into this article but you know it's just continuous if it's if it's what they want, it's democracy and it's unquestionable and it's science and you, you'll be censored for ignoring it. But if it's not what they want, suddenly it's tyranny and authoritarianism. So they're just they're just justifying their complete breaking of any you know, honor bound restrictions to their position.
4: It's about 25 years ago that I wanted to expand into a I've been on the air a couple of years, but I only had money to finance my own simple little local radio show. I wanted to hire camera people, I wanted to make films, I wanted to really challenge the globalist. And it was a t-shirt, I designed the first one, Mass Murderers Agree, Gun Control Works, that helped us finance hiring the first few members of my crew. That's our oldest design and we still sell it. We have that design, over 100 others, that will now all be limited editions because whatever stock we've got in, that's it. We're selling everything out to fund the operation, to get rid of inventory. We'll still have some t-shirts in the future. They'll just be limited editions and short runs. So if you want to get any of these historic shirts, this is your last chance. Oh, and I almost forgot, we're selling them all at cost at Infowarstore.com. Every ball cap. Every flag, every hoodie, every long sleeve, every t shirt, regular shirts, designer shirts, they're all selling at cost. Infowarsstore.com. Infowars.com is
5: tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The
1: American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern
0: part of Texas, in the town of Of course,
1: we know about the 2018 publication of the anonymous New York Times op-ed saying, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration where deep state actors, unelected bureaucrats, admitted proudly that they were undermining the Trump administration's policies from within – can you imagine? So it you know, at that point, like twenty eighteen, Trump should have just started like a Praetorian Guard type of organization and just systematic, like just given, you know, his top lieutenant, whoever he most trusted, Rudy Giuliani or something, just being like, All right, you know, I'm authorizing secretly fifty to hundred Secret Service agents. They now answer to just you, Rudy Giuliani, and we're gonna root out All of these bad actors, because otherwise we don't have a democracy. All of these claims, it's a love of democracy. We have to go to World War III. We have to all starve. We have to shut down supply chains and drive the third world into just millions dead famine across the globe because of the democracy in Ukraine. We don't have democracy here. This is not democracy. It's not a republic even, as if democracy was even advisable or or, desirable. But we do have a republic. We do vote for on representatives who then go into power and take on the mantle of political leaders. They're given extraordinary powers on the understanding that they serve the will of the people. And if they don't, then they'll be removed from office via the vote that got them in there. None of, none of these deep state actors have to worry about that. They weren't voted into office. They don't have to care about the voters. They were appointed they were approved of by some other deep state actor at some other point. They were knighted in this secret organization. They work behind the scenes, in the shadows. They never are held to account for the decisions that they make. They never have to explain them. They never have to reason them out to the American people because the American people don't choose them. So when Trump learned that there were – like when they write it in the New York Times, that's, that's treason. Right? It's sedition. Yes, the American people voted for this, but we disagree. So we, the unelected, unaccountable, deep state actors, it's our desires, it's our ideology, and it's our agenda that will supersede the American people. We're proud of this, and the media is like, good job. Yes, yes, you're protecting democracy from the input of the people. It's like – it's unbelievable that they actually get away with this. But again, it's like it's because the only – I mean the only thing that can root this out is like an empire. It's like tyranny. Just somebody like Donald Trump actually having empirical power to just go, all right, we're rounding all these people up, just put, throw them in jail. They're all treasonist. I mean, isn't that how the military is kind of supposed to work and isn't Trump the head of the military? Like, Don't you give up your rights when you become a soldier to a large extent to where if you're a Marine and you ignore an order from your commander – they just they just throw you in jail. That's it. You're off the team, <laughs> right? You don't allow the the marine that doesn't follow orders to stick with the battalion. The whole battalion will be destroyed after that. So it's sort of a lose lose situation. These deep state scumbags have put us in. Miles Taylor, the then deputy chief of staff for the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, characterized himself and others in the administration as champions of the, quote, steady state. The steady state. See, they're not subject to the vicissitudes of democracy or voting. No, they're the steady state. They're the permanent class of rulers that you don't even know about. But they're the ones who make the real decisions. And again, the media is here to tell you this is somehow good. We have to fight for democracy all around the world. We have to kill ourselves so that Ukrainians can have some gay actors, their president, but uh, you don't have a say over what your state actually does. They call them, quote, reasonable professionals who supported some of Trump's policy goals, such as tax cut for the Ritz, while deliberately thwarting his more impulsive edicts, particularly when it came to foreign policy, if they deemed them deleterious. So, again, the one thing Trump was best at was foreign policy. The foreign policy victories under Donald Trump are too many to name from peace – continuous but still peaceful with north korea to getting china to back down on a number of things to having the respect people around the world warning germany about reliance on russian energy that they're now coming to realize he was right about about trying to get people in nato to pay their fair share now nato's all the rage and they're all like oh we're gonna all pay our fair share it's like yeah it's what donald trump wanted like the one thing he was best at i would say was foreign policy But he disagrees with the deep state actors who you didn't vote for, nobody voted for, and they get to make the decision. So if they disagree with Donald Trump, president of the United States, then they just subvert him. And instead of being strung up by their necks for being treasonous infiltrators, they get glowing op-eds in The New York Times. Among many people who joined the Trump administration in this qualified spirit was John Bolton, who in his own memoir of that time – Described himself in such figures as foreign national security buyer H.R. McMasters and Defense Secretary James Mattis as the axis of adults in the Trump White House. Yes, the warmongering, despicable, war crime-committing adults that were there to make sure Donald Trump didn't do anything stupid like let peace break out across the globe. It was Bolton who instructed Fiona Hill, whom he'd hired, to notify the chief lawyer for the National Security Council in July 2019 of the efforts of Gordon Sondland, a Trump donor-appointed ambassador to the European Union, and acting White House chief of staff Mick uh, Mulvaney to pressure Ukraine into investigating Burisma, the energy firm that Hunter Biden had on its board. Oh, what a tangled web we weave, folks. So you've got – Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, making deals with Burisma. Then you have Joe Biden going to Ukraine and threatening to withhold a billion dollars of aid unless they drop the investigation into Burisma. And then you have the Trump administration trying to reignite the investigation into Burisma and the corruption of the Biden family and the Democrats in Ukraine. But then you have uh, John Bolton telling Fiona Hill to expose that. And you have Vindman and Novich or whatever her name is, all coming together to try to stop the investigation into the crimes of the Democrats in Ukraine. And this is all good. This is all good and wonderful. And this is the deep state in action. And thank God we have them. Or else how would Hunter Biden be able to make $83,000 a month? I mean, it's for his sake, the deep state exists. It's for Joe Biden's sake. It's not for your sake. And if you want to elect somebody who is going to fight back against the deep state, you're lucky if they just don't outright kill him. And uh, dance on his grave and mock you while they do it. Because what are you going to do about it? Hill, Vindman, and Jovanovic, by contrast, are another breed. Unlike Hill, Jovanovic is not a high-level policy advisor. And unlike Vindman, she never served in the military. But as Lessons from the Edge, that's her new book, attests, she nevertheless has a strong sense of duty and the chain of command. Yes, yeah, she, she is just such a respectable and duty-bound politician and bureaucrat. It's amazing. They're literally just like – she's like, yeah, she subverted the chain of command because of her love of the chain of command because she's so dedicated to proper behavior that she just had to do whatever she wanted regardless of what her superiors elected by the American people told her to do. She stressed that her State Department staffers are professionals, public servants who by vocation and training pursue the policies of the president regardless of who holds that office or what party they affiliate with. She's just like, okay, so she's just a liar then. I guess that's what that means. It's just insane how open they are about this. And again, the real thing you need to understand is that they are letting you know that you're not in charge anymore. You are not the voters who decide. We are not in a democracy. We're not in a republic. We are in a spy state, an oligarchy, a plutocracy, whatever you want to call it. The point is that the decisions of what our country does and what our power and our fortune – And our position on the world stage, what that's used to achieve, is dictated by a very few unelected, largely unknown bureaucrats who have their own agenda and who they're quite clear do not even consider America a country. And that's sort of the most amazing thing. I'll get back to it on the other side. We'll finish up this, take your phone calls, uh, maybe play a – Gregory's video. But it's amazing what they're what they're trying to get away with. What they're trying to convince you is just, it's all normal and good. They're trying to ease us very slowly so as not to cause too much of a commotion into a position where we're not just okay with, we actually welcome the idea that there's unelected, unaccountable people running everything.
5: The answer to 1984 is 1776.
0: InfoWars has been banned, arrested, Arrested. Arrested. attacked, Attacked and threatened, because we are effective. The Great Awakening is here. Go to banned.video, download the videos, and share. Support the Information War at InfoWarsStore.com. And never give up the fight. Fight. Fight.
4: InfoWars.com over the years, InfoWars has produced more than 200 amazing Patriot Americana, Second Amendment, pro-Liberty themed t-shirts, ball caps, flags, you name it. All of the apparel and the flag are being sold at cost right now. That's just regular plain Jane shirts. Uh, that is all sorts of designer uh, shirts that cost us $15, $20, $25 to produce. We used to sell for $40. we are selling them for 15 selling them for 20 whatever the shirt costs us. If a shirt costs $5, we're selling it for $5 for us to actually produce. If it costs $10, we're selling it for $10. And we've got hoodies, and we've got long sleeves, and we've got short sleeves. We've got them all, and we've got to liquidate them all, and they're limited edition because... We're never going to make any of these designs again. We are going to come out with some new designs that will be limited limited edition in the future. We've got to sell this to keep InfoWars on the air plus it spreads the word. InfoWarsStore.com Hear historic apparel now. InfoWarsStore.com
0: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video Oh
1: All right, welcome back, folks. Try not to try not to to get a headache here. Maybe maybe hold on to your head. I'm about to enter into a, a realm of hypocrisy that is just it's just wild. <laughs> it's just amazing. So again from this article from Slate, over and over again, Jovanovich expressed his astonishment that private interests were able to commandeer American for- foreign policy and get a U.S. ambassador dismissed for reasons that even the State Department itself admitted were baseless. It's like it wasn't baseless. You're admitting in this article and in your book that you were subverting the will of the president. You were, the president was dictating foreign policy as is his right as a duly elected Chief executive and commander-in-chief, you weren't doing it. You were holding your own personal prerogatives ahead of what the American people wanted. That's why you were fired. They're just like, wow, I can't believe this. I can't believe that these personal interests, these private interests are getting in the way of me doing whatever the hell I want for no reason, not having any oversight. and Nobody can tell me no. Incredible. Lessons from the Edge is her new book, and it gives the impression that Jovanovich, as well as Fiona Hill and Alexander Vindman, inhabit a different ethical universe, not only from Trump, but nearly everybody else who sold their souls to work in his White House, just the way that that they say this. Yeah, they do exist in a different ethical universe. Our ethical universe says that when you are a representative and an empowered officer of the United States, that's a privilege that's only given to you as long as you uphold the obligations of that office. They live in a universe where when they're given that office, they are to exploit it and wield it, wield the American people really as a sword to whatever they want, to whatever ends they desire. All three were immigrants from families who viewed the U.S. as a place that enabled them to achieve what they couldn't in their homelands. As a result, they understand America as a set of principles as much as a land or a source of sentimental, patriotic identity. Let me just read that again about these three deep state actors that Slate is celebrating and telling you what a good thing it is that they are the unaccountable masters of our foreign policy. All three were immigrants from families who viewed the U.S. as a place that enabled them to achieve what they couldn't in their homelands. A little translation for you here: These people did not build America. Their families did not build America. They did not come over, see in a dangerous and often deadly adventure to an untamed land, where they sacrificed and took risks to build something entirely new. No, they just came in a couple years ago. After all that had been built, after the power of America had been established. They just usurped it. They just took it for themselves. They, they were Russian. They were Ukrainian. They were whatever else. They were out there in Eastern Europe just until like a decade or so ago. And then they show up, and now they're in charge of everything. What a good thing this is, right? Yeah, and surprise, they're making America like the place they immigrated from. And, and I mean just look at every – I mean everybody from Victoria Newland to Anthony Blinken, like they are all – They all have families that came here like less than fifty years ago from the places that we are now waging war over at their behest. Right. So they just they come over with all of their ethnic grievances, with all of their long established, you know, I don't know, ethnic blood feuds instead of, you know, you know, they say they viewed the US as a place that enabled them to achieve what they couldn't in their homelands. It's not about America, right? And ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country, right? It wasn't like, wow, America is a place where we can be free. In Russia, there would be pogroms and we were under the heel of the czar, and who knows when we would just be subject to some firing squad or communist hellhole gulag at any moment, like, wow, America, it's free. We can be who we want. We don't have to hide ourselves. We can celebrate our religion. We can say whatever we believe. Do they is there Impetus to go, wow, what can we do to help build America? What can we do to contribute? Wow, you guys built this amazing country unlike anything that we've ever had. Our family has been prosecuted for all of time, and now here we are in a place that loves us for who we are. How do we help you continue this? No, it was now you can enable us to achieve our goals. That's what they say. They don't view America as a place that they need to contribute to and that, they, and that has helped them you know, be you know, be safe and and comfortable and and prosperous. So they need to support America. No, America is a place that will enable them to achieve what they couldn't do in other countries. Oh, great. Oh, good. That's what that's what we did it for. You see, we built this country. Our ancestors risked and starved and strived and founded a nation so that you know a bunch of people come come in. You know, two hundred fifty years later, take control of the reins, take it over, get in the pilot seat. And steer it towards whatever their ultimate goal is while just foisting all of the expense and exploitation onto the American people. Fantastic. We love it, don't we? Don't we love the deep state, folks? A bunch of immigrants not even born in this country, running our foreign policy, running our government, and completely ignoring the will of the people even when it's you know expressed in the election of a president. But that's not even the best part of that sentence, or the, this little statement here. The best part is, as a result, I'll just read the whole thing again, shall I? All three were immigrants from families who viewed the U.S. as a place that enabled them to achieve what they couldn't in their homelands. Well, thank God. That's what what we're here for. That's what the American people are here for, to help you achieve what you couldn't achieve in what you consider your homeland. You don't consider America your homeland. That's fine. As a result, they understand America as a set of principles as much as a land or source of sentiment for patriotic identity. So they're literally just like, we're not American. We don't identify as Americans. We're not patriotic. She was born in Canada, right? As a a first-generation immigrant from Russia or from the USSR. I'm not sure where in Russia or where in, in Eastern Europe it was, possibly Ukraine. Probably looks like a Ukrainian name to me. They understand America as a set of principles. See, America isn't a nation, it's not a people, it's not a landmass, it's not an extended family of individuals all bound together by the nationhood, by by being American, by that you know, ultimate identity of Americans. No, it's just a set of principles. It's just a set of levers to pull. It's just a set of rules to take advantage of. That's how they see it. They're celebrating this and they're telling you it's a good thing. And they go on to mock Trump, obviously. Then they talk about how this Marie Trader is uh, now a celebrity for standing up against Trump because she's just such a selfless tyrant. And they say in this article, if this is the deep state at work, let's hope its roots run very deep indeed. Well, they do, so don't need to worry about that. They run as deep as you can possibly imagine. And again, this article is just a fawning celebration of the people who operate behind the scenes in our government to promote their own agenda, who have single-handedly driven us into a state of total destruction where Americans ourselves are at each other's throats. We are disrespected across the world. We're rapidly heading into World War III. No consideration for how that might affect the American people and if that's good for them because your concern is is inconsequential to them. Your existence and your nation isn't a set of people or a land. It's just a set of rules for them to exploit. It's just a set of stipulations for them to meet so they can use all of your power and fortune as Americans to their own ends while completely and openly ignoring the will of the people as expressed through the uh, – because they love democracy, because they're protecting democracy so much because this is our sacred democracy. And they cry when they see American people uh, you know, do things like walk through the Capitol waving American flags. That's a horrific violation of democracy, their usurpation of the power of America to their own ends. That's, that's democracy the way they like it. It's just incredible. We're going to get into a lot more in the third hour, including your phone calls. Meantime, I do want to remind you that Brain Force Ultra is back in stock and forty percent off. That is the liquid form of our bombshell formula, Brain Force Plus. It's even better than Brain Force Plus. It is Brain Force Ultra, and it's even more packed with powerhouse ingredients: yerba mate, green tea leaves, ginkgo leaves, green coffee bean, alpha GPC, guarana seeds. So much natural energy in these bottles. You really will like it. It's one of my favorite ones. It's better than an energy drink in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of servings in that one little bottle, but you're now getting that bottle at 40% off. It's back in stock, liquid tincture, brain force ultra now on sale at infowarsstore.com. Help us stay on air in the face of this open now globalist takeover. It's on folks. And they're telling you your country isn't your country anymore. It belongs to them
9: back in stock down and out liquid sleep support it's been out of stock for a while it's one of uh, three sleep aids we have at infowarsstore.com this one has been very popular It sold off the shelves it's back in stock down and out liquid sleep support this is probably the strongest sleep aid that we have I would say knockout rocket rest both great comes in pill form this is the liquid tincture and I think this is probably the most powerful one Survival Shield X2 nascent iodine. This is, if you haven't done an iodine challenge yet, if you haven't done the iodine challenge, what are you waiting for? Now is the time. Super male and super female vitality. Living Defense Plus and the Organic Greens Fiber Caps. Uh, We have a limited supply of these right now, but we want to sell them all out so we can order a new batch. It was very popular. The Organic Greens Fiber Caps, but we have all kinds of other great supplements that uh, are are great for so many different things. Take advantage of the those.